What's up? It's Unknown V2 looking for a Valentine date. Hit me up. I'm ready to blow your back or give you the gap. Laters. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, a podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And Manny, we are back from Super Bowl weekend. We are. Yes. And so we do have a couple little things we're going to cover. We got, finally have the results from the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Uh, we have a couple other topics we're going to talk about. And of course, I think just for the topical sense of it, we're going to do some of the car Super Bowl commercials and kind of talk about a few of those too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Manny, how did you spend your Super Bowl? Uh, I didn't watch the Super Bowl, actually. Okay. Uh, so... A new game just came out. It's called Lost Ark, which is an MMO. And uh, me and my buddies started playing it uh, since it just came out. It's, it's it's from Korea. And so we've been playing it. And I would say we I think we played almost the whole day or the whole afternoon yesterday. Oh, wow. That's an investment. I mean, that's how MMOs are. They're an investment. It's just like World of Warcraft and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But Leo's not too happy about that. Oh, shit. Yeah, it, to him now, uh, Lost Ark has become his enemy since he's he, we're not playing Forza with him at the moment. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Backstabbing. <laughs> I mean, I got persuaded. It's free. You, you can get it for free. It's on Steam. And I was like, fuck it. I mean, if I don't have to play for it, if I don't have to pay for it and I can enjoy it at least, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, so we started playing everything. Uh, honestly, I'm enjoying it. Uh, complicated with the controls and everything. Like you have to do a bunch of combinations just to do one simple action. Yeah. Because apparently one key can't suffice for every single action that you can do in the game. Okay. Okay. But I did find the meta for uh, the meta, my meta for this game or MMOs in general. I think at this point is being drunk and playing them <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i think that's my new meta got it got it other than that i mean like i said we uh, been playing that all weekend didn't watch the super bowl i really didn't care about the super bowl honestly um and i think it's weird that a lot of people are just now Ram- los angeles rams fans just because they moved to los angeles especially people here in socal I'm like, you guys were fans for other teams. Like, now you're just all of a sudden Rams fans. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I think that's kind of more or less how it really should be, though, right? It should be. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, support your local team. I, I would not argue with that either. I, I, I would also acknowledge that, that side of the argument as well. Yeah. I would say more along the lines of support the local team. I don't really follow it too much. For me, the, the Super Bowl thing is more of an excuse for me and my buddies to get together and, Drink and eat. <laughs> Grow some good meat. Drink some meat. No, not drink some meat. Drink, drink some, some meat, beer. Huh? Damn. <laughs> gotta get that. I gotta drink that meat juice. Oof. <laughs> I wanna. I wanna feel that bypass. Oh, you'll feel it. All right. That's for sure. <laughs> Do you actually follow the team though for the Super Bowl? No, no, no. I mean, no? I guess in that sense, if not that I had any care or investment at all. But I guess I'm glad that the L.A. team won, you know, the, the California team. Yeah. So uh, beyond that, I really don't give a fuck. I just drink it, a lot. It's funny because <laughs> uh, the, the, the Los Angeles Rams did a pra- uh, like a celebration parade today in, in Disneyland. And I saw that my cousins were there. So I, I messaged them. I was like, why are they in celebrating Anaheim? It's, they're not in Los Angeles. You can't do that in the hood, bro. You I mean, go to Hollywood parade. That's still LA. <laughs> Santa Monica. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's plenty of other places in LA that they can do it. Not in it. I didn't say the hood. I mean, it's close to the stadium, right? True. But yeah, but, no, I mean, why not Disneyland? It's probably easier. I was making fun of it too. I was like, oh, hold up, hold up. They're not in their territory celebrating. What the fuck is this bullshit? I was like, oh, it's like they're just celebrating with nearby territories because we're part of SoCal. I was like, huh, interesting. So they don't even have the privilege to celebrate in their own in their own town. 
yeah, I guess we merge, right? It's kind of like how the the Angels has the Los Angeles Angels, right? In baseball? Yes. No, no, no. That's the Anaheim Angels. Okay. <laughs> that's you're you're talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you're gonna get a lot of hate mail for that. But watch. For what? Saying that they're the Anaheim Angels. Wait, Los Angeles Angels. Well, that's kind of the original thing from it, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Baseball is one of the sports I don't follow, honestly. Okay. So, yes, dude. It's the Los Angeles Angels. Since when? Uh, I'm actually, that's actually interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's been a couple of years now. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You're behind, brother. <laughs> I don't follow. I, like I said, I don't follow baseball. Okay, okay. Yeah, the reason no. I follow I follow baseball now at this point and still have no knowledge of it is because of my brother-in-law. Got it, got it, got it. Yes, they they have they're Los Angeles now, and that's why a lot of the Dodger fans got super triggered. Mm, okay. Yes. Uh, my when it comes to like uh American football, uh, my team would be uh, the Packers, honestly. Okay. I remember like I was at a a family party and stuff like all my cousins, the majority of them were all Raiders and stuff. A uh, few, um, what's that one team? There's a few Chargers fans. There's a few, there's that, I think they were, no, oh, the Broncos as well. And we were having a, uh, we were having a discussion about our teams and stuff. And they finally asked me, and I was like, hey, so Vanny, like, what's your favorite team? I was like, oh, like for me, it's the Green Bay Packers. And they looked at me at weird and stuff. Like, really? That's kind of weird. It's like, and I responded like, how's that weird? Is it just because I'm Hispanic or Latino that I have to automatically go f- or it's a requirement to go for the Raiders? And legit, like a bunch of my cousins just gave me like pretty dirty looks. Yeah, I mean, that's SoCal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, yeah, since mean, we're on the topic of Super Bowl, let's roll into some of the car commercials. Yeah, I know you it. didn't watch the game, but I went ahead and I sent you the YouTube link and, to watch the commercials right now. I did see them, yes. Okay. All right. So uh, first, let's go for overall. Which one do you think did the best job? Uh, the overall, the one that did the best job was the Austin Powers tribute one. Okay. That was uh, GM. That was GM with their EV batteries. Yes, yes, yes. It wasn't a specific car. It was just more towards their EV capability with their with their batteries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, watching that one, it made me want to like hope for another another new Austin Powers movie. <laughs> it, it honestly, I would love to see a new another Austin Powers movie, but it the the type of movie it is, it does not age well in today's society. We'll see. I guess maybe the old ones, right? I mean. It would have to like keep the same energy though, because then it wouldn't be Austin Powers. Yeah, I'm sure it can keep the same energy. I mean, minus being a little bit overly aggressive, you know, where you can almost <laughs> almost kind of see like, all right, he's a little bit extra extra rapey or something, you know. <laughs> he wants to. Get Besides that, on. it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Other than other than that, it it aged, I think, pretty well for the most part. Okay. I could see them being able to pump another movie out. I think they can do it. It's in there. It's in there. Okay. <laughs> it's in there. Just like how he's in there. That one was super fucking funny. But uh, I also like the Thrill Driver. That was for the 400Z. It gave me off vibes for Fast and the Furious, honestly. It did, but I just love seeing that car. <laughs> oh, no, I, 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 like, don't get me wrong. I, I do enjoy seeing the 400Z, I mean, it looks like a very amazing car, honestly. But, like, I don't know. I think Fast and, Fur- Fast and Furious stuff is just played out at this point. Oh, no, it's been played out. Definitely been played out. But I just love seeing that damn car. And, actually, it was kind of funny to see the uh, the Catfish Camaro at the end, too. I did notice that. <laughs> Trying to give it, like, a Mad Max vibe or, like, uh, what was that one? what's that one movie? death race vibe to it yeah 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 but no, i i just love seeing that and you know what it was a little bit of the outlier because almost every super Bowl ad was for an ev oh shit i didn't think about that yeah dude if you think about all of them like there was the pole star ad right the pole star 
the the Chevy six, the EV Chevy truck. Yeah, the EV six Kia, the Ionic five Hyundai, the, the BMW, BMW or the OK the... Boomer car <laughs> with that giant ass grill. <laughs> the Bucktooth Beaver. Yep, yep, the ultimate biting machine. <laughs> <laughs> But like almost every commercial was for an EV. Yeah, I think except for the Tundra and the in the 400Z, I think were the only two. Oh, I completely forgot about the Tundra. Oh, there was the Porsche, the uh, the Top Gun. Oh, with the top the, 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 to, uh, the Top Gun color. Yeah, but that was kind of like a that was more of an advertisement for the movie than the car. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, um. Every single other ad was for an EV, dude. I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise is going to donate all the money he made from those commercials in the movie to, like, the Scientology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feed the cult. Yeah. Feed the cult, man. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so we did have, like, a commercial for the Ionic 5 and the EV6. And yes. those are kind of, like, sister and brother-sister cars, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which one? Which one did better? Which one did you think uh, did the better advertising? Uh, which one was the one with the robot dog again? Uh, that was the Kia. That was the Kia. Yeah. I feel like the Kia did a better job at showing the car more. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that because the other one just had the guy kind of like in different scenarios throughout time. You know. Yeah. That... Talking about progress and all that. And like at the very end, is like, it's like, and we fi- we've made this big old journey. It was like, um, with innovation and research, the journey will still continue. It's not, it's not the end point right now. Oh yeah, no, we're we're gonna get super, we're gonna get like super swamped with stuff. It's gonna be crazy. No, yeah, and, and like I said, the journey is gonna keep continuing because that's what innovation is all about. This commercial is making it sound like the innovation is about to end because we're finally reaching a journey. It's like, no, the journey's still on. Yeah, yeah, but it definitely that's, is. Yeah, that's. I think that's the reason why I prefer the Kias because with the other one, like you didn't see much of the car until the very end, whereas we got more look at the car with the Kia. That's true, and it had like a. I mean, it's robot, but it was a dog. <laughs> the dog, like <laughs> the dog running out of the store and stuff, and I'm like at the very end, I was like, I was, I was like, it'd be funnier if they had like police chasing him because the dog was a runaway merchandise. <laughs> yeah I, I think kia did the better advertising but i still like the way the ionic 5 looks it looks better mm-hmm. to me at no, least i would not agree I, I mean i wouldn't disagree on that it it looks really really nice but the tundra though like made me laugh at the very end though why i mean it was interesting seeing tommy lee jones and then uh what was it nick jonas I think so. I think so. I don't it was Jones, with... Jones, Jones, and then at the end it was uh, Jonas. Yeah, the other two Jones, I don't, I, I don't know who they are. I don't, I don't follow celebrities that much. Same. Except for Tommy Lee Jones, because I grew up seeing a lot of his movies. I, I knew him. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. Nick Jonas, I only know him because of my little sisters. Okay, I didn't know who he was. Uh, I mean, he was in like the rock band called the Jonas Brothers. He was in a, quite a few other Disney movies camp rock and quite a few others and like the only reason i know all this stuff is because of my little sisters don't lie manny i seen the posters i mean <laughs> most of the posters in my room are half naked anime girls but okay that's true it's a shame your poor mom <laughs> <laughs> they've learned to accept it at this point <laughs> but it was just interesting it's like like yeah, at the very just like wait jonas it's like, yeah, now it's keeping up with the Jonas Jonases. I was like, oh shit. I was like, they had to bring up the uh, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that it reminded me, I was then, uh, about that show. Which one? Keeping up with the Kardashians. What about it? I mean, it's just a personal opinion for me, where I just think it's really stupid where news articles and news outlets would like post like some announcement because of the kardashians and like it affects all of like society i'm like how the fuck is this important 
I have no fucking idea, dude. Yeah. But all right. So the last commercial that I wanted to talk about was the jabs by Polestar at Tesla. Ah, uh, yes. That had me dying. That had you dying. <laughs> Because I don't think it was just I don't think it was just Tesla they took a jab at it. There was another company that I saw in an article after I, after the Super Bowl ended that I saw that they were making a jab at as well. Um, not sure which one. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember honestly too. But what what did you have or what did you think about it? Um, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, basically they were kind of just calling out Tesla for their uh. Oh, Volkswagen. Volkswagen? Yeah, they were also shooting uh, shots at Volkswagen as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, basically their whole thing was just making statements like, we're not going to do the same shit they're doing, basically. No diesel gate. (laughs) 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 That shit had me dying. No conquering Mars. (laughs) That was the jab at Musk. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Obviously, because they're the biggest kind of EV company right now, mm-hmm. they're kind of the one everybody's going to be taking the jab at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's to be expected, but I'm here for it. I fucking love it. <laughs> this is the kind of company, you know, just like with the, with the muscle cars or any sports cars, Japanese cars, Euro cars, as soon as there's good competition, it brings out the best, right? Yeah. And we get to benefit from that. So... Right now that everybody's trying to push, and obviously almost all the car Super Bowl ads were EV, right now that there's big push going towards there, they're all going to be coming after Tesla for sure. Speaking of EVs, I might start testing out the EV cars that they implemented inside of Forza as well. Okay. Just to see see how good they are as well. Yeah. And I know we didn't talk much about it, but the the Beaver commercial. Uh Uh-huh. I thought it was just super funny that they had Arnold Schwarzenegger and Salma Hayek in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the Zeus, like the Greek god thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just just thought it was funny. It's like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger just playing Zeus and just like he wants to retire. So he just goes around just like helping people recharge their electronic equipment and stuff. Yeah, they should have like... They should have gave him like big buck tea for that. <laughs> oh, shit. Just so he can embody it. <laughs> it would have been funnier if they had uh, his son Hercules come out with an internal question card trying to race him. Yeah. And then we didn't talk much about the Chevy truck. No. Well, I mean, their commercial was like 75% shots of the street. And then at the very end, the truck. It was kind of boring, though. I think it was supposed to be like a like a similar snippet of like the Soprano kind of thing. Oh, okay. I see what you. That's mean what they now. were kind yeah. of going for, but it's like uh, it didn't make for a super entertaining commercial at all. And I like how like they try to like flex on their four wheel drive mechanics. Yeah, yeah, the crab walk kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they we already knew they had that from the Hummer, right? Yeah. So it seems Except like the Hummer didn't exist, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it looks like they're going to implement that with the Chevy too. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. It shows that they're, that they're going to have some better, some more features to it, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's super fucking telling how many EV commercials we had, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's going to be a wild couple of, the next couple of years, it's going to be wild to see all the changes that are going to happen. I did see something interesting. Uh, it's, it's unrelated to EV or cars and stuff, but it still has to do with the Super Bowl. But apparently the Super Bowl halftime show created a a very weird dispute on social media. Yeah. It was between the, the Gen Xers and the Millennials. How the Gen Xers were just... Compl- uh, uh, the article was stating that the uh, Gen Xers were complaining that the halftime show appealed more towards the millennials than them with the music choice. For the halftime show. Yeah, for the halftime show. Oh yeah, dude. Me and all my buddies, that everybody was hype. Like that was oh, yeah. everybody, <laughs> everybody was hype. Was hype. <laughs> like 
and, and the, the main argument was, like, oh, but so they can relieve their childhood, but we can't and stuff. So it was just go- arguments going back and forth on Twitter and other social media sites. It was just really funny how the shit was just going down, even though a lot of a lot of the, those performers were our Gen Xers as well. Damn. Man. No, it, it, yeah, I mean, uh, I was kind of surprised that they did 50 Cent instead of like the game. Oh, I, at first, yeah. I thought it was going to be like all West Coast, West Coast, West Coast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then uh, when they brought out 50 Cent, and I guess, you know, I mean, Eminem is East Coast, too, I guess. But well, we can. Uh, yeah, he's adopted. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't forget, I mean, Eminem and 50 Cent were brought up by Dr. Dre. And so so it would be more. Yeah, but so was the game, right? It it was it was. I just remember when uh, the game at first got big, there was a lot of issues because you know, you know you can you can take the the boy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the boy. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> so he didn't do very well in those more affluent settings. He you know he was still fucking hood as fuck <laughs> i mean look at the rapper the baby i mean he got into a fist fight and beat someone up with his crew at a bowling alley and then just recently uh, kodak black got shot at a at an after party at justin bieber uh for justin bieber and everything i feel so sad right now that the only artist i knew i recognized was justin bieber of what you just said manny <laughs> <laughs> i feel so sad right now <laughs> no worries all right. <laughs> I, bear, I I only know their names. I really don't know any of their music, honestly. Okay, okay. No, I just heard baby. I was like, baby, what? Baby rapper? Baby something? The baby. <laughs> the baby. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't recognize any of that, but Justin Bieber, and that makes me very sad. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, Manny, let's roll into our next topic, man. All righty. So uh, just a quick uh, few anime updates for anybody that's interested on some of some of the very popular uh, titles that we all know and love. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is coming out with their season two already. It's going to be aired in 2023. So I'm excited for that. And especially I'm already excited for the Jujutsu Kaisen uh, Zero movie that's going to come out soon. And I'm, getting, and I'm getting ready for buying the tickets for that as well. So we can watch it with the boys. Nice, nice. And then Rising, uh, uh, the Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2 came out with a new trailer and visual release. And I'm super excited for that as well, with also some new characters that are hinted as well. And this Sunday that just passed, Super Bowl Sunday, was the season finale for Demon Slayer for Season 2. Okay. And now it's confirmed for <clears throat> sure, Season 3 in the works. And since season two was called the Entertainment District, this one's gonna be called the Swordsmith Village Arc. It's gonna be called what? The uh, the Swordsmith Village Arc. Got it. Okay. So, I'm gonna assume it's gonna be for like next year because at the moment there's no date confirmed for this arc yet for this season. So I'm just gonna assume it's for next year. Got it. All right. So I'm actually excited for that and everything. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would say Demon Slayer was a very good anime when it started out. It got super popular and everything. I know a lot of people who liked it before now hate it because it's like it's just overrated and stuff. But like, I enjoy it. I like it. I think it's a great anime. So um, I enjoy it, honestly. Yeah. I don't know if you have the same opinion as me because I know you have some gripes here and there and everything about the uh, this series a little bit uh i have some gripes about it but it's still really entertaining to watch yeah definitely i i it i just wish he wouldn't cry so much at this point at this point he needs to suck it up it's been long enough (laughs) and we finally see a demon that cries and we see his backstory and katanjiro just saying i'm sorry to him yeah. It's been a while, and I know you like. <laughs> I know you like that from the first season. Not so much the crying. I just like the backstory. I like the development. I didn't say crying. I said backstory and him saying sorry. Okay. I wish he would, but I, I mean, at, at a certain point, you figure he would. These experiences would start to change him, and he would develop a little bit more. His personality would change a little bit, you know. 
So hopefully, maybe this will be the last season of him crying. Mm-hmm. He's got to suck it up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you consider it, who cries more, him or Deku from My Hero Academia? I think he does. Does he? I kind of feel like Midoriya cries more. He does cry too a lot. But you know what? There's more seasons right now. Oh, that is true. Yeah. That that I I think that's why it feels that way because there is more seasons of um uh My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. So I but I still think you know pound for pound, I think uh, Tanjiro cries more. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he little bitch. No, no, no. The little bitch is uh, Zenitsu, the yellow guy. Uh, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's the annoying character. Yes, definitely. Which, <laughs> which, since I already finished the season finale for the second season, I've watched the whole season two. The dude fucking pulled his weight. Okay, so, without uh, crying? Uh, without crying. Without crying and freaking out and doing his old freeze up where he forgets everything? Well, don't forget, when he falls asleep, that's when he pulls out his best moves. But yeah, but that trope just means he's going to forever be a crybaby on that series and annoy me. (laughs) The interesting part is that he was actually asleep for a good while and pulling his weight. Like, it it was like, it was actually kind of like amazing, like, uh, at the shit he was doing. But then he woke up and he became a little bitch and I got annoyed. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny. What else you got? All righty. Uh, so a few weeks ago, uh, a few weeks ago, in our one of our previous episodes, we talked about the Anime Crunchy Awards, and we yes. finally got the results and the winners for each category. Some of them are kind of disappointed, but some of them I, I'm, I'm really happy about them, especially. Okay. All right. So let's so- hear some. Uh... Some key important ones. And then okay. if anybody wants to look up all of them, we can give them the site. Yeah, so key, uh, so Anime of the Year, it was, uh, so the nominees again were 86886, Jujutsu Kaisen 2nd Core, Odd Taxi, which was apparently a furry anime, Ranking of Kings and Sunny Boy, and Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. So uh, Anime of the Year award goes to Attack on Titan season uh four season part one damn okay i'm assuming because of lineage because i really thought uh jujitsu kaisen would do it i would have expected jujitsu kaisen to win it as well in my opinion but out of those two like to me they're neck and neck in what they uh, for this nomination well that there was like a a bit i felt like there was a bit more critique from attack on titan yeah for that season for that particular season you know what i mean it felt like yeah. everybody seemed to critique that one a little bit harder. That's why I thought Jujutsu Kaisen would take it. Yeah, I, I would I, I would understand that uh, point as well. Interesting. Okay, but it, it also does have a longer legacy and a bit more uh, attachment, name recognition, and you know. Oh, definitely, definitely. All right. And I'm I'm keeping up with the part two of the second season or the the final season. Yeah. And shit's just getting shit's just going wild left and right. Like it's it's just jam-packing with like so much shit that's going on i don't want to do any spoilers that's why i'm stuttering right now yeah 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 and then uh for best boy we had uh senku we had uh, a few other characters from other enemies i don't care about much we had draken <laughs> mikey from tokyo revengers and boji from ranking of kings and best boy went towards boji from ranking of kings i have no idea about any of those Tokyo Revengers is a good anime. I would I was I would highly recommend for you. It definitely has like a similar style towards Erased, honestly. Okay, I'm intrigued. Cool. Yeah, so it's definitely a really good anime. I would recommend for you to watch or start watching, honestly. Yeah, got it. Best girl was I mean we had uh some of the girls from like 88, 80, 86, 86, Fruit Basket. Kaiki Shoujo, Komi Can't Communicate, One Direct Priority, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, for Best Girl, it would be Nobara Kugasaki, the orange-haired girl from Jujutsu Kaisen. Very cool, very cool. I'm Wait. still so shocked that they actually went back and continued making fruit baskets. 
You know, that, that always puzzled me because I, I haven't heard of Fruit Baskets in a good while until they came out with the, the final season again. Yeah, when and I I'm saw like, it, I was like, that's a super old anime. And yeah, then I saw the date and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. I mean, like, I was like, hold up. This anime was like a long time ago. I was like, I'm surprised they're bringing it back. Yeah, there had to have been some kind of demand, right? Yeah. They wouldn't invest the money unless there was a demand, which is fucking wild. I need a second season to Dead Man Wonderland. Oh, it yes. ended at such a damn cliffhanger, and it pisses me off every time I think about it. <laughs> the one that pisses me off the most that I want a second season is Elfin Light. Oh, yeah. But I know we can't have it because the anime veered off so much from the manga that it would be hard to go back with the Yeah, timeline. it's a whole rewrite, basically. Yeah. yeah. It'd be hard to go back to the source material and try to link up the, the connection with the main, with the anime again. Very true, very true. But we had Kukisaki uh, Nobara, uh, Nobara as best girl for the anime. And honestly, I'm very happy that she got it and everything. She's an amazing character. She's super badass. And what was funny is like they always try to make connections with this with Naruto, saying like uh, Itadori was Naruto. Then you have uh, damn it, I can't for, I forgot the other guy's name, the the Sasuke looking guy. I don't remember. And I'm then terrible had, with uh, the names. And then we had a uh, Nobara Kugasaki as Sas- uh, Sakura, but they called this one the actual useful Sakura because she actually did shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay best protagonist i mean i would have go, gone for like maybe joe from megalobox season two nomad which i just finished watching the entire season two already this past weekend fucking great right it was fucking amazing dude uh i wish i would have finished it sooner because i it was i'm, I'm speechless right now because like uh like how good it was yeah so i would have i would have hoped for joe to win uh, for best protagonist, it, at least it, it's kind of weird because I feel like Megalobox is going to become one of those. Even though I, I don't know, I felt like it had the shot of actually getting out mainstream, but it feels like it's getting buried into one of those hidden gems now. It kind of is. I would, I would also agree with that. Yeah, it's unfortunate because that it was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. So the winner goes towards uh, Orokawa, which is from Otaxi, which is like a furry anime. I would say, in my opinion. Okay. So that's that's the winner for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Best antagonist, which I honestly saw this coming because not only did this person get nominated for Breast Antagonist, but he also got uh, nominated for Breast Antagonist, which I can wholeheartedly agree that he is both. And I'm pretty sure you can probably guess who it is. <clears throat> um... Let's see. Is it from the anime that won anime of the year? Yes. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> Eren Yeager. Of course. <laughs> I mean, with all the like the final seasons going, I can definitely see Eren Yeager as both a protagonist and an antagonist. So it it was really cool. I mean, I've been keeping up with the anime too as well right now. And shit's just popping off, like I said. So Aaron Yeager's doing like so much fucking fucked up shit. Like it's just amazing, just full of surprises still. Yeah, I mean, it it he's one of those characters that just it fits both right now. Mm-hmm. It definitely does right now. And then for best fight scene, we had the winner is uh, Yuji Itadori and Todo Aoi versus Hanami from Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, that was like an easy layup. There, like, there was no way they could have chosen another anime for that one. <laughs> I mean, uh, you've already seen that fight, right? I don't remember the names, so I w- couldn't be able to tell you. But I know he was. It, he was. Most they were fighting fight that curse spirit that uses plants as his power or her power. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like dude, a Mother Nature curse spirit. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, most of the fight scenes in that anime are is done really, really well. But that one in particular was just like way over the top, honestly, just amazing. Yeah. Animation, choreography, fight and fight style animation, all that stuff. It was just so well done, in my opinion. Definitely was. And I'm surprised a, a fight for Nar- Naruto or Boruto was involved. But I don't know. The fight scenes in Boruto just doesn't have the same appeal 
an impact as the previous predecessors like Naruto Shippuden and Naruto. You know, I still haven't went back since the last, I think I watched only like the first 30 or 40 episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I just haven't went back to it. Eh, I wouldn't even bother, honestly. I mean, I still plan to watch it eventually. Just okay. It's just not on a high priority for me. But I do want to finish whatever lore in the world they have left. Okay, okay. I, I guess that's more... I guess it's more because I was such a big fan of, you know, Shippuden that I feel like I want to see the lore continue on. Yeah. Even if it's not my favorite characters, you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. There's a more of a detachment for sure, but I do eventually want to finish the lore. Okay. And then for best animation, uh, the winner for that one is the Demon Slayer, the, the train arc. And I'm specifically saying arc because we got the train movie. And then the first half, apparently, of second season was just a recap of the movie. Yeah. So I think that was just completely stupid, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, if anybody wants to go back through our old episodes, we did a review on the movie. It didn't do that great. (laughs) I mean, the movie's out. You can watch it on streaming services now, too. So I think it's just completely pointless to do a recap of the movie as an arc. Yeah. In my opinion, with some of the other nominations, I think, me personally, I would have said Jobless Reincarnation because, honestly, the the animation was really, just really well done in in that anime series as well. It was, it was. Um, and another one that would tie in tie against my opinion of Jabba's reincarnation would possibly be Jujutsu Kaisen as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think which one I would prefer, but they are both pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I think I would prefer Jujutsu Kaisen for that okay. for the animation at least. Okay. Just because of the faster movement they have to do with that animation. Not bad, not bad. Alrighty. And then best score, so like music throughout the, the episodes, animes, fight scenes, emotional scenes, all that stuff, uh, would have to go towards uh, Demon Slayer, the, the train arc again. For best score? Yeah, for best score. Honestly, I don't even remember the music for it. Me, me either. And honestly... Megalobox had better score music, I would say. Fuck yeah, it did. And that was one of the nominees again. It was a nominee. It was an nominee for best score. That is fucked up. <laughs> I don't know that like that old Western Hispanic vibe with like the guitar style music, just like it it hits. Well, so they had well. like an urban hip hop to it mixed into like. Yeah. Oh, dude, it it they did great. They did great. It did. Did, like so. I said, I'm I'm a, I'm upset that it's gonna end up going down as just this underrated thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those like animes like you feel you want to share with everybody, like go watch this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then best opening sequence goes towards Attack on Titan as well. Uh, best ending sequence is Demon Slayer the train arc again. And then let's see. I'm gonna skip some of these. I mean, if anybody wants to check out what was was like the best romance, best comedy, best action. I mean, they can look, they can check those out. Yeah. And of course, best movie went towards the the Mugen Train movie for Demon Slayer. Well, yeah, made the most money. So. <laughs> I mean, we also talked about that too. The reason why it made such great success and such great profit Timing. off of it. Is timing, especially because absolutely every, everybody was uh, annoyed. They were deprived of social freedoms to go out and socialize, just have fun and be able to go out and explore. And the movie came out and not only did they extend the amount of time that movie theaters were allowed to screen the movie, but they also had a dramatic increase in number of locations to, to be able to see the movie. Yeah. Whereas back then, like uh, anime movies, you would see, it would be like some movie theater like really far away or like a 
maybe an hour drive minimum. Yeah, it, it was the most. It. it was the most available, and it had the most amount to prime everybody to it. Exactly. Like, uh, let's see. When I went to go watch the Your Name movie, I had to go all the way to like Beverly Hills to go watch it. Shit. The the Naruto Shippuden, the last movie. And I don't mean by saying the last. The, the title is actually called The Last. Uh, that was at the Los Angeles Downtown Independent Movie Theater as well, which is right up the street from uh, Little Tokyo. Okay, cool. So now that the movies are just... Uh, and I kind of would have to give credit to like Demon Slayer, especially to like give like this influence of like giving us more screen time and more red- readily available locations for movies so we can watch it. And okay. Com- compared to like back then, where like you had to like bust a mission just to be able to watch it. That's true, and it's like I said before. Uh, I w- as much as I'm not, maybe not a big fan of that movie in particular, the fact that it got big is only going to make that much easier for us to get more access to the animes. Oh, definitely, definitely. The stuff that we want, anyways, you know. Mm-hmm. And the ability to support it, because like as you said it many times, support your hobby. Absolutely. All right, Manny. Let's get into our next topic, buddy. Next topic. So I kind of like had this idea. Um, I don't know if I can say this would be forgotten cars. We kind of touched based upon this before we started recording. Um, so I don't know if I can really say these are forbidden forgotten cars. I guess from what you described to me, at least how I would consider it is a bit more of the short run unique cars mm-hmm. now whether or not it was like a good car with bad timing or it was a good idea bad execution or just a total flop whatever but it's kind of like these unique cars that was kind of geared towards enthusiasts right because they weren't really just your normal everyday corolla kind of thing right yes but they just didn't hit <laughs> they, yeah. they for whatever reason they didn't sell enough they didn't get popularized enough they just they're going to be these niche weird cars that most people might not even know what they are yeah uh first car that i thought of in my mind was the chrysler turbine because honestly i would say it not a lot of people know about that one specifically it's a weird one <laughs> it, it definitely is a weird one but honestly I, i'm in pretty my sure opinion, it had a, a super short run too right uh one year of run oh yeah 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 and i'm pretty sure there was some lobby uh, some lobbying involved for the reason why i got a short run as well some lobbying involved it's, it's just a, it's just a jab that i'm throwing at it okay so as uh, as the name says it it's a chrysler turbine and it actually had a airplane turbine engine in it and yeah. what made it, what made it interesting is that you really didn't need gas or fuel to use to power the turbine engine inside this car. Uh, you can basically put like cheap liquor, cheap perfume, anything that was just easily flammable and cheap, honestly. So you can basically have this shit powered on just cheap material, cheap liquid fuel material, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where I was like throwing like the sarcasm and the jab that like, it was lobbied to get to stop production is because oil companies don't want to have a car that doesn't run on their product. Uh, there's a possibility, although there's that possibly. was kind of in the era where there wasn't really like a gas shortage. And you know what I mean? Like everybody was just yeah, because we didn't have the, money into it, you know? Yeah, because we didn't have the oil shortage until like the 70s, I believe, right? Yeah, that's when all the cars really took a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like those, I, I hate to say it, but that's like when the worst cars were made. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the 60s, you kind of had like, you know, American V8s pumping out three, 400 horsepower. And then in the 70s, they all dumped down to like 100 and something, 200, like. It was bad. It was bad. But I would say I would say the seventies with the oil shortage is what influenced our interest in Japanese ex- import cars, especially because if I remember, Japanese import cars were heavily imported and very sought after because of the fuel fuel economy and everything during that time period. 
I think maybe going a little bit more into the 80s. A little bit 90s. more into the 80s? Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a little bit more into the 80s, early 90s. Because then right after the shortage and it then, you know, where it seemed like American manufacturers started to figure it out, that's when we got hit with OBD2 and a bunch more weird shit came. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with OBD2. Uh, well, I guess I do, but I don't really, those cars are all stock, so I don't worry about it. <laughs> OBD1 well, I only have for one life. Car. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So what's another car, Manny? Uh, another car that I thought was interesting was the Dodge Raider 4x4. The Dodge Raider 4x4. Mm-hmm. That's fairly recent within the last 10 years, right? Yes. Okay, I think I remember it. No, no, eh, I mean, it was only it only ran for three years. It, oh, it only ran for three years, okay. Yeah, and this was during the 80s. What car am I thinking of? Didn't Dodge have like a little tiny truck that ran like 10 years ago and it was like really shitty? I mean, the only one I can think of is the Dodge Dakota. Oh, no, it was like a Rebel. The Ram was Rebel? That? Was, that Do- was, that, was that Dodge or who was it that made the Rebel? It was like a really shitty truck that didn't last long. I mean, we already have the, the Ram Rebel right now. Maybe it was something else. It'll come to me later. It'll come to me later. <laughs> So, the Dodge Raider was actually a debadged car from a different manufacturer. Yeah, pretty common. It was uh, debadged, basically, the Mitsubishi Pangera, or Pangero. I forgot the name. But for the U.S., it was the, the Mitsubishi Montero. Okay. So I, I thought it was just interesting because I've only seen this car actually once in my lifetime and I've never seen it again. So uh, it just like, and the whole reason why we, we brought up, the, I brought up this topic to talk about is because we were playing Forza and our buddy Leo, we were playing, we were like trying to choose some cars and we started picking up some cars and like, holy shit, I don't remember. I like, some of us were saying like, oh yeah, I haven't seen this car in so long or like, or like, oh shit, I forgot about this car. Like, or we never knew about this car in particular. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons. So I remember seeing this car, and then when Leo brought it up, like, oh shit, I remember seeing this car at least once. And I think it was in Mexico. In Mexico? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, you find some int- you you definitely find some interesting gems in Mexico. I saw a I saw a double cab Dotson pickup truck out in Mexico at one point, and I've never seen those before in the U.S. Yeah, well, remember too, they also continued making the B13 Sentras until like 2012. That is true. So yeah, I mean, just just over the border, two hours away or so. <laughs> but even so, even if the, this was in Mexico, like I, this was also released in the U.S. as well. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Okay. So let me throw one at you. Okay. I would say, and you know, these I think were actually really good. The reason why they didn't keep around, who who knows really. But I'm going to go with a uh, Dodge since you just talked about the Rebel too, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the Dodge Omni GLH. I've never heard of that one actually. Never heard of it? Never heard of it. So the GLH was helped develop by Carl Shelby. Okay. GLH uh, stands for goes like hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. It's not anything crazy. It's a very, very small four-door little hatch. And this is back in, it's an 80s car as well. It's a, uh, 84 to 86, around the same time as the SVO was developed. Yeah. But it was a very, very small car, and it did like 177 horsepower or something like that, which for the size of that car, it was going around trying to slap around 5.0 Mustangs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, that's like a really, really actually a legitimately cool-ass car that just only w- only did it for a little bit. It only went out for a little bit. <laughs> 
Not bad, not bad. And then um, the next one I can think of is a kind of a set of twins because they made a similar version as a small SUV and as a pickup truck. And that's the Chevy Cyclone and the Typhoon. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Cyclone is, is definitely one of my favorite trucks. Really? If I were to choose a pickup to want to own and drive, it would be a Cyclone. Okay, all right. I mean, they're fucking cool. They're just super rare and hard to find. They are. They are but indeed. They like, the reason I say they're kind of like twin sisters, you know what I mean? Cuz one of them came in like the uh I guess basically like the GMC Jimmy or Trailblazer body and the other one kind of came in like a What is that? S10? Yeah, the Chevy S10. I think it's about S10 size, not Silverado. I think they were S10 sized. Yeah, they were S10 size. Yeah, but they came with 4.3 liter V6 turbos. Mm-hmm. So they were super fucking rad ass trucks. But again, which it I've was... heard that a lot of people have actually died in crashes or crashed the truck because they couldn't handle, they couldn't handle it. I mean, they are all wheel drive, so they'd be fucking up pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> but they're force or uh v6 turbos all-wheel drive uh they produce pretty decent power they were doing uh 4.30 to 60s 13 second quarter miles and this is back like in the early 90s this is like 1992 mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were there were some pretty badass cars dude which i'm still waiting for the cyclone to be released on forza oh they do have it in there they had it in Forza 4, but I haven't checked to see if they've... No, I don't think they have released it yet in Forza 5 yet. Okay. I mean, that's cool. It's, it's maybe not totally forgotten, right? Yeah. But uh, stock power, they were doing 280 horsepower and 350 pounds of torque. Okay, not bad. For 1992, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any more, Manny? I had the 1985 Chevrolet Sprint Turbo. Oh, that's the little one, right? That's the little one. That's the little one, yes. It's also a hatch. Is that the one that was also the Suzuki? That was the Suzuki Coltis. The Coltis? Oh, I thought it was a Swift. No, it was the Coltis. Okay, I think there was another one that Suzuki, it was Swift, and then I think GM had the same version rebadged too. I wouldn't doubt it. Okay, okay, got it, got it. Okay, I know yeah, what you're so talking about. Yeah, so this was a uh, Chevrolet badge, Suzuki Coltis. Um, and it's pretty much like an in a three-cylinder, one-liter turbo engine. And the non-turbo, I think, was like 40 horsepower. And then with the turbo engine, uh, with the turbo, it was uh, 70 horsepower. So not really great numbers, but it was actually an interesting hatch, honestly, just be. Uh, in my opinion, I, it, to me, seeing uh, some of the pictures of them, they were actually pretty nice, decent looking. For its and time. that's intimidating numbers. Yeah. On a go-kart track. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They are. And it wasn't until 1998 is when uh, they changed the name to Geo. And then later on, it became the Metro. Ah, that's where it stems from. Yes, that's where it stems from. <laughs> Legit. I actually did not know that the Sprint was like the, I guess, the beginning stage of the Geo. That's what I. That's what threw me off too right now. Yeah, I I did not know that actually. Mm-hmm. There's always, you know, uh, it's like a. Eventually, if I ever get to the point where I have like, stupid money and time where it doesn't matter anymore. I've always had the whole thing of like, man, I want to build a troll car out of a Geo Metro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do if I had a Yugo and just put like a 350 block in it. I mean, I don't know about 350. I was thinking something small and nimble like a K-swap. Okay, okay. Do a full turbo K-swap on a little Geo Metro and ride it around the streets. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, that's it's kind of like a dumb ways to spend money. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Maybe one day, maybe one day I'll run in. I'll run into like one getting ready to be junked off because everybody's buying EVs and 
start piecing one together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Manny. So I did have one more little thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. So my dad kind of took a last minute trip out here in the town from Arkansas. I, and that threw me off when you told me, oh, my dad's back. And I was like, the hell? Yeah, no, he, he, well, cause he was planning to come, come out for his birthday. And then, uh, he couldn't find anybody to watch the dogs at his place. Right. Then I guess somebody must've changed plans, had a change of heart. I don't know, but all of a sudden I woke up in the morning and he had messaged me at night. He's like, never mind. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he ran into some car trouble, thankfully close to home ish. Uh, he was in Barstow. So we had to make a, uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess I still have a little bit to learn because I would have never fucking thought of this. Basically, his clutch wasn't engaging, right? I do remember you telling me something about the uh, issue with his car, but I forgot what they were. When yeah, you drove it. well, I felt like it was slipping before and uh, it kind of, uh, it might not even be the clutch. I don't know. I got to look at it. But didn't you change the flywheel or something like that? No, I changed the radiator. Mm. Uh, because the well, not the radiator, but the um, the radiator fan. The last time we dropped him off the car and I had to fly back, the radiator fan gave out uh, on the Cajon Pass. Yeah. So we changed it right there at the AutoZone in Hesperia and then kept going. Said, okay, I guess it's reliable enough to drive to Arkansas now. <laughs> I think it's so funny still that no tow company wanted to help you there. Fucking assholes. <laughs> but um, no, so he's on his way back and he was doing his last gas station fill up in Barstow. And then the car wouldn't turn on. Ooh. So he's calling me and we're video chatting and I'm trying to take a look at it and see like, you know, did his clutch just completely go out? Like what happened? You know what I mean? And it looks like there's, so when he pushes down on the clutch, you know, the, the, there's the master and the slave cylinder, it pushes the pinion that pushes the fork to the clutch, right? Yes. To put the, uh, the throw out bearing into the pressure plate, blah, blah, blah. Right. So where the slave comes out, it's supposed to cup, like I have a cup pocket and a ball yes. and it pushes out to move the fork right so somehow there i don't know if it's the slave that's that was going out or something but somehow that little arm got out of the cup so when he was pushing the clutch in it was completely missing that cup to push the fork and it was just passing by underneath it so he could put it up there and hold it there and then you know somebody else pushing the clutch to engage it and turn the car on or whatever right mm-hmm so I was like, well, fuck, dude, I don't fucking know. Like, uh, see if somebody there will fucking stick their hand in and hold it while you push the clutch or something, you know? Because, you know, he's it's a hour 45 minutes from my house. And I was like, if you can't find anybody to help you, I'll drive up there and I'll hold it. And we'll figure that out, you know? So I was like, well, fuck it out. Let me drive down there. It's only like, you know, an hour and a half, hour 45, right? I'll drive it's down only, it's there. Only three hours. Right. <laughs> I'll drive down there. Worst case, we tow it back, you know, if I can't fix it out there. So I start driving, right? And I'm about 20 minutes in and he gives me a call and he's like, I got it started. And I'm like, what the fuck? How? Like, did somebody, <laughs> did you really find a stranger that was okay with sticking their hand in there or something? Or, and, um, it, maybe this is why I say I still got a lot to learn for these little fucking hacks. <laughs> So what he did is he actually stuck a quarter on the cup, like that little indent of the cup. He put a quarter in there and duct taped it, <laughs> essentially spacing out that thing enough to where the ball couldn't drop and fall underneath it. And would actually get contact. And it would actually be at least like it shortened the distance that the ball had to move and push. Right. So it could, because basically it seemed like it was retracting too much and that's why it missed that little cup that it's supposed to normally just stay inside that cup and, and push and pull and push and pull. Right. So he spaced it out with a fucking quarter and duct tape and got it to start. So I got some shit. I got to learn. <laughs> I was like, I would have <laughs> never fucking thought of that. 
and I and I kind of always felt like I had like a a pretty good sense of you know making things happen when they you know when it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Similar like what I did with the plumbing fitting, right? When that back piece to the that went through my intake manifold on the Crown Vic went out. Oh, I do remember that, yes. Or when I had to make my own bushing for the uh gear shifter selector on the Crown Vic, like I can get creative, you know. <laughs> but um anyways, because of that, um I have some parts on order. I'm gonna start replacing on it. And I let him borrow the Crown Vic to put around and, you know, go visit our aunt, my aunts and his and grandma and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So since I let him use the Crown Vic, you know, I have the choice between the truck and the Fox body. <laughs> now, in what concurrent condition is the truck now? I've already finished everything on it, so it's fine. It oh, just, so it's just r- running good and everything. Yeah, it's just. uh um guzzles gas like a motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) so i figured i'd take the fox body to work it i know it does better on gas than the fucking truck and dude i can't believe i used to daily that fucking car (laughs) (laughs) like i've been taking it in a little trips around town in the neighborhood if i'm taking my dog to go do some training i'll throw him in the hatch and he'll chill with me and i I'm super happy and I fall in love with the car every time I drive it. You know what I mean? Even though you want to sell it every other week? Well, every couple of weeks if I don't drive it, right? As long as I'm driving the car, I'm keeping it. You know what I mean? And then when if I have it parked for too long, I get those feelings. But fuck, dude, I drove it as a commuter today. I can't believe I used to commute in that motherfucker. <laughs> it is so goddamn loud and uncomfortable for a daily now. <laughs> And then I was kind of thinking that I think, and I think you heard it like that because I think when I met you, it was already like that. Yeah, it was. I used to not have mufflers on it and I just had resonators on it. Yep, I do remember that. I just had the H pipe, straight H pipe to SLP loudmouth dumps. I remember when I helped you, uh, when you did like a full overhaul in the engine, I remember I helped you with a bunch of stuff and like also helped you piece back the exhaust and everything. Yeah, because I had Which bought was a, a whole pain new. In the ass. Yep, I had bought a whole new X pipe for it and everything. I changed up the exhaust a lot, and I think you helped. Yeah, you did help me when I pulled the motor out too. But so I was driving it, and I have like a catted X pipe. There may not be anything in those cats. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> but I also have mufflers. I like I have legitimate actual mufflers now, and they're not mufflers that are. Well, they're not supposed to be super loud, right? But because I don't have cats, it's still pretty loud. But I'm driving it, and I'm like, fuck, I know this is quieter than it used to be. I can't believe I was commuting. And I think at at a certain point when I was living in Upland, I was commuting all the way out to Woodland Hills every day in that fucking car. And yeah, apparently people change because I'm never fucking doing that shit again. You're, gonna, you're probably already wondering when your dad's going to leave so you can get the crown big back. <laughs> well, I did talk about potentially doing my EV this year. So depending how true. long he stays, maybe I might just go pull the trigger a little bit sooner than later. But there's some other things uh, uh, that'll, you know, we'll talk about at another time when that gets going a little bit further, but. We'll see how long he stays forever. However long he stays, he's welcome to use it. I'll just drive the Fox body. I'm just, I'm a little bit in shock that I actually used to fucking daily that thing. Like at this point, I was so annoyed by the time I got home, I was like, fuck this. (laughs) I'm just going to make me want to sell it. (laughs) God damn it. It is definitely a leisure car. It is not for traffic. Yeah. It's the same with my El Camino. Yeah, but you don't have a clutch. <laughs> yeah, but it gets so hot in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Then, like, uh, I thought I dread- for Monday it'd be fine, but apparently there was a fucking crash on the 91, so it took a little extra long and a little extra traffic. Like, these past few times that I've been driving the El Camino, 
it's been great, especially early in the mornings because the, the weather's cold, fresh, and cool. But then all of a sudden, and we're still in, we were still in January or February, and now it's like fucking 80 degrees outside midday. I was like, why? I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. And like, I'm inside the El Camino driving back from like Orange County. Of course, even if it's a Sunday, we'll still get tra- heavy traffic in the 91 because it's the 91. Yep. And I'll be like sweating my ass off inside already because it's getting hot as fuck. Um, I'm getting engine heat. My thermometer is going up. And since it's getting, it's becoming an oven inside, my phone's overheating and just turns off on its own. Yikes. So what do you think that's going or what it's, what it's doing? Uh, I mean, I was looking into like some insulation to put under the carpet. See, see what I can do with that. Okay. I think they have those, um, like those padded, those, uh, sticky pads kind of thing. And they're meant for insulating heat from there. Yeah. That, those are the ones I was looking at, but they're kind of expensive too for classic cars. Well, is there a difference between classic cars and other cars that have that or any other one? Well, I was I was already looking at specific ones, but I might just well look at universal ones to see what I can do. Yeah, I mean, it's going to go under carpet, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. I mean, the classic ones probably just have white walls. Like, you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I don't see why, why there would be a difference for classic cars, you know? No, I was just looking up like on sites specific for classic cars. Just like, oh, see, see yeah, there's gonna be are. there's gonna be a affluent markup on that. Oh, yeah, it, I would, it, yeah, hundred percent on that. Find find some of the insulation used for race cars because racers are cheap. Interesting. Okay. Yep, that's something they're not gonna try to spend a shit ton of money on. So you might find some better deals there. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I do want to look into like mounting like a fire extinguisher bracket, but. That means drilling into the car, so I, I'm, I'm looking into that to see what I can do. Okay. I mean, you can always kind of mount mount it somewhere a little bit less visible. Yeah. All right. Well, but Manny, I think that is our episode. Indeed. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions, want to send an unaccepted rev, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to also follow our uh, sponsor of the show, TFT Performante. He'll take care of all your different car needs. Let him know you listen to the show and he'll give you good, good. He'll take good care of you. Like good, good stuff. He will. He will. <laughs> A little small announcement because someone was bugging me so much. Oh, no. Leo's still single. Very. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Adios.